Hey, good morning, everybody. It's another great day to be alive, and welcome to the Six Figure Pivot, the show dedicated to helping coaches and consultants earn six figure profits. With two new episodes every single week, we're going to be interviewing founders and CEOs to talk about what strategies you can implement immediately into your business to increase your profits. And we're going to be doing it in 10 minutes or less. My guest today is Ellen Terrell Gregory. He helps people walk away from their businesses so they can have a dignified retirement. And in this episode, he's going to tell you how to properly evaluate your business if you're ready to sell. Alan, thank you so much for being here today. Do you mind telling my audience a little bit about what that four-step process is that you use in order to help people walk away from their businesses? Absolutely. So step one um, to any business, you need to reduce owner dependence because if the business is dependent upon you, you don't actually have a business. You're technically just self-employed, which means you have a job. So what you really need in step one is standard operating procedures. You absolutely have to have that. These are documented processes, which means if someone was going to step into your business tomorrow, they could read your handbook, so to speak, and they could run the business just as well as you could. That's step one. Step two is going to be succession planning. That means that you've got usually going to be a general manager that can step in in your stead because most investors don't want to buy a job. They want to buy a business, which means that if you're going to step away, you've got someone that can replace you already in the business so that the investor doesn't have to worry about that. That reduces their risk and makes them more likely to buy the business from you. That's step number two. Step number three is having your business finances in order. Um, Interesting story, quick sidebar. A gentleman two days ago sent me a snapshot of his Stripe account for the last six months of his financials, which really isn't full financials anyway. He's like, well, I made this much in six months. Can you tell me what my business is worth? I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I need three years. And this is this is a good point for everybody to understand. You absolutely have to give anybody who's going to value your business at least three years of financials. And what I mean by that is income statements, tax, tax returns, uh, bank statements, Cash flow statements and balance sheets. You need all of that stuff together. You give me all of that stuff together. Those are five different things. You give me all those things together for year to date, meaning 2023 plus 2022, 2021, and 2020. Now I've got a real understanding of what your business can do. That's how you value a business. That's step number three. And step number four is finding the right buyer. So in terms of finding the right buyer, that's usually going to be very difficult for any one business owner to try to do themselves. You usually need a professional to help you do that kind of thing. And there's there's several different types of buyers. You've got an entrepreneur that's going to come in who's probably going to be an either an owner investor or an owner operator. Owner operator means he comes in and takes the job from you. Owner investor, meaning that you have that GM in place, like I talked about earlier. That's the first one. Then you have another one. You have PE firms, private equity firms. Usually they're going to be looking for larger businesses and they're, they're very strict on their criteria. So that's probably not going to happen that much. And then you've got competitors. And these people, I like to call them vultures. They, they will come in and they'll, they'll buy your business from you, but they're going to pick it apart. So they're not going to keep your system. They're not going to keep your employees. They're not going to keep your staff, any of that stuff. They're coming in to make their part of their business larger by acquiring your business. So the best one for most people, smaller, like I want to say mid-market businesses from 500K in profits up to about maybe about 5 million in profits, you're probably looking for that individual investor who's going to come in and be able to help you preserve your legacy. What types of steps? What types of businesses are the best to work with you specifically? The businesses that I like to work with are mostly digital because I have a digital marketing background. I've been doing that since 2009. I like SaaS businesses. I like e-learning companies. I like digital marketing agencies. Those are the best for me specifically. 
because I already have the expertise to run them myself, which I don't intend to do, but I could do if necessary. When someone is looking to sell their business, how can they do quick math to evaluate how much they could potentially get for their product? Okay, good. This is this is quick back of the napkin valuation here. This is by no means the exact valuation you should be going by. Just giving you quick snapshots here. I want to tell you that as a disclaimer. So generally speaking, you're looking at profits. You value a business by the amount of profits you have. It's not based on revenue. It's based on profit. You could have $10 million in revenue, but you only got 100000 in profit. We're valuing it on the profit. So that said, um, you're usually looking at a 2.5x multiple. So we're going to use 100000 as your profit. If you have $100,000 in profit for the past three years, and that's an, an average of the past three years, you're usually going to be looking at $250,000 that the business is worth. That's if it's an owner-dependent business, meaning you don't have a C-suite or managerial stuff in place. That's generally generally what we're looking at. It could go up to a 4.5x multiple if you do have a C-suite manager, managerial uh, executive team there. So CFO, CTO, CMO, that kind of stuff. If you got that, then you're probably looking at a 4.5x multiple. So we're going to take that same $100,000. And usually businesses are worth, I mean, they have a lot more profit than 100 grand. We're just using those for easy math, but it would be 450,000. So if you've got a uh, owner dependent business making 100 grand, and profits, it's worth 250. If you've got a C-suite business, it's going to be worth 450. So that's the same amount of profit. But the difference is you've got an owner-dependent business, and then you've got one that's not owner-dependent because it has a C-suite. When do you know if it's the right time to sell your business? We're going into a really tough climate. So how do you know if now's the right time? The only way to really find out is to get a business valuation and to find out What's your after business life looks like? So you now let's take the numbers out of it. Let's go into the emotional part of this, because a lot of people that might potentially want to sell their business don't know who they are. Their identity, their 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 self-worth is attached to the business. And unless you can find a compelling vision outside of the business, you're going to be tied to that. And here's a quick story. So, and I found this out by working with the um, certified exit planning advisor, which I've become through Exit Planning Institute, that a lot of business owners get cold feet at the closing table because they've gone through this process. They gave the financials, they talked to the lawyers, they talked to everybody. And now they're sitting at the closing table ready to sign the paper on a Friday afternoon, but they've got no idea what they're going to do on Monday morning. So the succession planning that I talked about in step two, it's not just having someone because there's two parts to the succession planning. And I only told you the first part. The first part of the succession planning is telling or making sure that you have someone in place to replace you. That's the first part. The second part is making sure that you have your after business life taken care of and knowing what that looks like. You can't just hang out on the beach or play golf. And after six months, that's going to be boring anyway. So you probably don't want to do that. You need something compelling. You don't want to just sit around with your grandkids. And usually this is what I find that people do that are business owners have been doing this for a long time. They usually end up on the board of advisors of another company because it still gives them that, that same sense of self-worth that they had from running their own business. And then they also get to preserve their legacy by helping other business owners do things that they could have or should have done when they were business owners. What are two or three things that a business can do immediately to improve their brand so that they are more ready and more attractive to a potential buyer? Transferability. So I talked about the SOPs. The other part to this is 
there's there's human capital. So this is a this is a great segment. I'm glad you mentioned this. So human capital is making sure that you have talented employees that are experienced and know what they're doing. You can do that immediately. If you hire wrong and you depend on the wrong people to run your business, you're you're sunk. It's, it's just not going to work. So that's one of the things you can do right away. And what I like to tell people, just some quick math here, you should be making in, in revenue $400,000 per employee. Now, of course, this is going to depend on how large your revenue is, but just work with me here for a moment. If you're paying your employee $100,000 per year, they should be able to 4X that value in revenue. If they can't do that or your systems aren't set to do that, you need to make some adjustments because either they're, they're in the wrong position or they're the wrong person. And you've got to make that determination. That's the first thing. The second thing that I would mention is company culture. And this, this is where your leadership comes in. So a lot of people don't understand the difference between income generation and value creation. You can generate income by making more offers more often. We all know that as marketers. However, the value in your business is going to be based on your company culture. So how well does everybody work together and how well have you fostered that growth as the leader? The other part is organized processes, IP, and financials. You've got to have, and I've talked about the financials before, but you have to have all of that stuff organized. Like if I asked you for your financials today, I don't want you to just log into QuickBooks and give them to me. You need to be calling your CPA so that he can give you reviewed or audited statements, and then you give those to me. If you can do just those couple of things, you'll be much better off. Where can people find you and the best way to connect with you? The best way to connect with me on social is going to be Facebook or LinkedIn. So facebook.com slash Alan T. Gregory, A-L-L-E-N-T, Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y. Same thing for LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Alan T. Gregory. But the best place for you to actually take some of what I've been talking about today and put it to use yourself is to go over to www workwithallen.com. So W-O-R-K-W-I-T-H-A-L-L-E-N.com and pick up my research paper. Everything that I talked about here was a quick highlight reel snapshot. If you go through my research paper and focus on the things that I mentioned, not just here, but in there, you'll be able to maximize the value of your business and get it ready for sale.